Welcome in everybody to Betting Pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia. And today we're gonna take a look ahead at our favorite sides and lines for week 11 in the NFL. We're just a week away from the chaos that is Thanksgiving. Uh, but before we get to all that, just keep an eye out because next week the schedule is gonna be a little different. We're gonna do all kinds of shows here. We're gonna do a little special Thanksgiving episode next week. It's gonna be super fun. We want you to be a part of it. So make sure you subscribe to the channel right here on YouTube, Betting Pros. Ring that bell to let goes ding. And if you leave a comment below when you do all those things you just might win a one-year free premium upgrade to betting pros the best betting tools on the planet so go ahead subscribe ring the bell drop the comment do what you do tell me what your favorite picks are i want to know we want to hear from you and of course to help me pick these games this week is of course our boy andrew erickson back again ready to go and our good old friend from sports grid my dude uh probably one of the better joes that i know and that's saying a lot because we have a fraternity going joe lisi is back from sports grid and joe you look very stylish today i gotta say <laughs> like this is i don't know if it's a little bit more sopranos or a little bit more like you own a place in little italy but this wherever is it, it is joe. i want to hang out with you holiday season thanksgiving on the horizon the italian nits and week number 11 of the nfl what better way to break it down right i i gotta tell you if i wear that shirt they just send me straight to witness protection with my face. Like they, it is no fun fact. My dad tried to name me Bruno, but my mother wasn't having it. Erickson, no. do I look like a Bruno to you? Yeah, yes. you do. There's yes. no hesitation yes, there. Sunny. None. Yes. Sunny. Sunny. Yeah, I could do it. Yeah. But I look, I love that Erickson had no, zero chill. No hesitation on that one. Awesome. All right, gentlemen, let's get to the games this week. Uh, clearly a lot of fun ones going on. So I want to get your take. Joe, you're our guest, so you get to kick us off here first. Let's go and talk a little bit of Vegas, because I think that's what you got lined up for us in week 11 first. Yeah, I like Las Vegas here. I mean, it's crazy, but Antonio Pierce, guys, to me, is building a, a culture. I know it's a potential step-up spot, but for me, when you get back-to-back -back wins, and I'll be granted against the Giants and Jets, I understand, you know, mediocre offenses, if not well above under average I, I understand the sentiment but catching 12 and a half again I think is way too much Josh Jacobs to me has been very involved in terms of the rushing attack well over 80 yards against the Giants he followed it up with another solid performance against the Jets on Sunday night and I'm impressed with the physicality of the front seven so again not expecting them to win this ball game catching 12 and a half but I think they're well within the number in Miami Saturday afternoon and uh, Sunday afternoon. I got college football on the mind. But, <laughs> but, but for me, too, here's the other thing. The way they're playing in terms of the offense and defense aligns, that's the weakness of Miami. Every time they have a step-up spot, especially on the road, Buffalo and Kansas City and Philly, they struggle in the trenches. And they, that's what, to me, Las Vegas has shown over the past couple of weeks that's why I'm taking the Raiders. I think they're within the number this weekend, guys. I bet this moment when it was 11, and now it's moved up to 12 and a half, and we talked about this on a look-ahead show. My concern with this game, Joe, is the Devon Achan factor yep. coming back for this game, the explosiveness, the time off that they've had to really rest up, because I feel like the Dolphins had a couple of tough losses there, started to kind of get checked in terms of where they really are in the pecking order, which I think is a good thing. Like, I think it's good that they you know, measured themselves and found themselves a little wanting. And now they're going to have to go back to the drawing board and find another gear. If they're going to get to that elite level, I'm with you on Pierce. Like I believe in that guy, but I keep coming back to the same thing of those two things, the factor of a Chan and then the factor of the rest. And then when you factor in that last speech, which is the, the rookie quarterback on the road, 
that's where I struggle. So are you, you must be confident enough that O'Connell can do enough with this offense to at least keep this within that 12. You must I, be. Yeah, I, I do. I think, I think he could move the football again. I don't think he's got to go toe to toe with Tua because if Tua jumps out and Waddle and like you mentioned with HN coming back, they jump out early 14, nothing lights out. The game is over. What I believe is they could get Miami into a lower scoring game because of the rushing attack and because of their ability to milk the clock. We saw Devontae Adams break out with over 80 yards in terms of that matchup against one of the best secondaries potentially in the AFC East in terms of Sauce Gardner and the Jets. So if you can get that type of productivity, why can't you get it against the Dolphins? They're not going to go toe-to-toe with Tua. I think it's just, again, let's get this into the fourth quarter. Let's be within striking distance. And you want to give me potentially two touchdowns. That's where I'm taking, you know, the uh, the team that's playing with house money right now. All the pressure on the fish. That's true. A lot of pressure on the fish. Remember that, Erickson. That's just not Italians talking. You That's know, it. I, like it is the holiday season. Uh, Erickson, I, I said something this week in the uh, best bets of the week video that I do every single Tuesday that uh, probably I'll live to regret. I said that I'm confident in the Chargers this week. And you're with the Chargers too, it seems like. But you've got a little bit more, I feel like, streamlined vision. So let's talk about your vision of the Chargers this week. Because I was just like, now, I, I know I should never be confident in the Chargers, but this week I am. What do you think about what's going on with them this week? See, the thing is, you're confident with the Chargers just not the entire game. <laughs> like, by the time you get to the fourth quarter, that's when we have trust issues with the Chargers. So, for me, Chargers, Green Bay Packers, Chargers are on the road. I like the first half spread at minus one and a half. You can actually get this number over on FanDuel. That's where I found the best number. And the reason I bring up just the first half is because that's when you can trust the Chargers. They have been the third highest scoring offense in the first half of games behind only Dallas and Kansas City. Second best first half offense on the road. Green Bay Packers cannot score in the first half of any game. They did last week. It was a fluke against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two teams that could never score. They both just jump out to big touchdowns, touchdown drives. Madness. Not going to happen again. Lightning doesn't strike twice. Okay. So only the Giants have had led, led in fewer games in the first two quarters than the Packers. Like, I'm just taking Chargers minus one and a half in the first half. Like, that's what I'm doing because that's where they score. You can trust them there, and then you wipe your hands clean of this game entirely with two teams that are fraudulent <laughs> and cannot be trusted in the third and fourth quarters of games. So yeah. uh, minus one and a half for the Chargers, who are three-point favorites overall in the game. I think this is the way you attack this game. This is my favorite bet on the entire card. That's why I had to talk about it out here first. I, I threw in one of our Slack chats because I was so, so excited about it. I'm like, guys, <laughs> we need to be on the Chargers first half, like ASAP. So I I love this one here. There you go. All right, let's go to a division game here for NFC East rivals. And it's not been a very pretty season for the New York Giants, but the Giants and Commanders are going to lock up this weekend. Joe, you got some feelings about this one. Take me through it. It's just simple. It's you bet Ron Rivera, right, on games he shouldn't win and games that he should win, (laughs) you bet against him. Simple as that. And let's go back to that game when he was three-point favorites in MetLife. He laid an egg and they lose 14-7. to Now, I understand it's Tommy DeVito. I get it. Tyrod Taylor started that game uh, when they beat them 14-7. to And I understand Sam Howell leading the NFL and the NFC in terms of passing yards. I get it. Eric Bieniemy and that offense fluid. I understand. But I still think nine and a half is way too much in a divisional game. I think Brian Dable's a much better coach than Rivera. I'm not suggesting potentially DeVito throws for 300. 
but he's got to throw for better than negative nine and 36, you know, in terms of back-to-back weeks. And Saquon might have to run it 50 times. I don't care who's the running back. Run it 50 times, get it to the fourth quarter. I cannot take Washington laying this number. I'm only looking at New York and put it this way. I'm not going to bet it, but it wouldn't shock me if New York somehow, some way strikes the upset because Rivera is that terrible as a head coach. Oh, taking the shots at Ronnie Rivera. He's horrible. He's horrible. Well, so is Tommy DeVito, in all fairness, from Got what you. I've seen so far. And I don't like to speak ill of the, uh, our people here on the yeah. program. <laughs> Went to but my high school. Did That's, he really? Don there Bosco, via, yep. Don all Bosco, the way to I know that high school. He yes, used to he play did. them in baseball something. Look at that, see? Uh, it's Jersey boys. Don't forgive us, Erickson, for, you know, <laughs> talking Jersey stuff. All right, let's uh, go back to you, Erickson, for another pick for week 11 here. You got Detroit. You got Chicago. Uh, what do you have for the people this week? I over at Ford Field, a.k.a. the Coors Field of the NFL, <laughs> over 47 and a half points. You look at the Bears, what they've done recently. It's been a streak of unders, right? You know, well, they've had a backup quarterback. They've had Badgen in there, quarterback. And a friendly reminder that when Justin Fields was the quarterback of the Bears, 5-0 and towards the over. Perfect. All they did was hit the overs in games. So the fact that this game is on the road in Ford Field, a.k.a. the course Field of the NFL, because in the last 13 home games the Lions have played, average total points is 55 and a half. 83% of the games have scored at least 51 points. I think the Bears right the ship, get back to the overtrain, getting Justin Fields back at quarterback. I think this game shoots out. I don't think that the Lions can be stopped by the Bears defense, even though the Bears defense has been playing better. It's been against much inferior opponents. The Lions fire on all cylinders when they're at home. And I think that Justin Fields being back is going to provide this Bears offense the spark it needs to keep this game at least competitive and keep it high scoring. So I like the over in this spot. Yeah, you can get the 47 and a half right now on betting pros. I see a sugar house and a couple other places. So make sure you're making all your bets, sync all your sports books to the betting pros app. And don't forget also make your picks count. Go join that NFL contest. You don't even have to make wages. You just got to make picks five a week. Join us at bettingpros.com slash NFL contest today. Or if you have the app, and I know you do, just go to the community tab and find the NFL contest. It's not too late to join because we're still doing weekly contests, monthly contests. The grand prize is the Jackson Smith and Jigba jersey. You got to make 100 picks on the year, so you better get going. But we're doing uh, free swag to our betting pros and uh, our Fantasy Pros shops. We're also doing some really cool stuff here with uh, premium upgrades to Fantasy Pros and betting pros. Again, just for picking games. Just picking games. Go do it. Bettingpros.com slash NFL contest. Joe Lisi, let's go back to you for a second here. Let's go with your third pick here. Uh, Some changes to the uh, Cleveland uh, quarterback situation. It looks like we're going to get a little DTR. Yeah, and there's Dorian Thompson Robbins. I don't know how you you feel about that, uh, Joe, but let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. I like it even better now because now you saw the line movement. We went from, what, Browns favored by four to now catching a point and a half in multiple books here in New Jersey. And I understand Dorian Thompson Robinson threw three interceptions in his first start against the Baltimore Ravens. I get that. But this is a different animal to me right now. I like the way – Cleveland can run the football. Last week, they rushed for 178 yards on the ground and held Baltimore to 106 yards in terms of run support. That, to me, is going to be the matchup. I know Kenny Pickett, and I know that that offense got the victory against Green Bay last week. But again, in the dog pound, on the road, this is a Miles Garrett game. All I need DTR to do is just don't turn the football over, playing at home, They are prepared with a week under their belt. This is not 
like the last time where two hours before the game, Dorian Thompson-Robinson got the start over Deshaun Watson. I think they're more physical defense. They're opportunistic, and I think Kenny Pickett has problems attacking that secondary. I think they now, as dogs, win the ball game outright. Hey, man, I gave everybody the uh, Browns outright last week. And, uh, boy, talk about skin in my teeth getting that one. Just got it. Woo! Thank goodness for uh, the Ravens who just can't close. So, Joe, I don't know if you noticed or not, but this number in the total in this game has gone down to 32 and a half on Candle. I mean, not getting me. Not getting me on this. Not not getting me. I was like, oh, it's so low. I was on the Steeler over last week. I got it. Uh, And they get 30 points in the first half. That number was basically 38 and a half. And I thought I, I, I altered it all the way up to 47 and a half, hoping for a killer day, and they stopped dead at 42. But hey, still got the over. It scares me because I think Cleveland will run the football, get it into the fourth quarter, and then rely on their defense to pull it out against Pickett. Yeah, I mean, just a couple of days ago, this number was uh, before the Deshaun Watson news. I want to say it was 36. I want yeah. to say it was around there. 32. Ooh, Erickson, after that chilling number, let's go back to you for another pick here because you've got a little uh, thoughts of your own about the Cleveland Browns this week. So I want to hear them. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the Browns in this spot. Uh, with DTR coming in instead of Walker, I think it's an upgrade for them. You know, people are looking at the DTR box score and be like, oh, he sucks. But it's like, he didn't know he was starting until two and a half hours before the game started. Like, Deshaun Watson was very like, I'm going to start this game. So, like, of course, he's a rookie quarterback. doesn't think he's going to play. He's like, all right, I can kind of leisurely go through my week. Don't need to worry. Oh, yeah, you're here to start against the Ravens. Uh, uh, okay, sick. So, of course, he didn't play well. So, let's look at the Browns team. You know, they weren't going to win this game because of Deshaun Watson. They've won all their games because of their defense. Like, that's why they're good. And especially at home. 4-1 against a spread at home. The only game they've lost at home was the DTR start when he wasn't prepared and didn't know he was going to start the game. So, I think the Steelers, again, looking at their team specifically, they are so fraudulent, overrated. Mike Tomlin signed his soul to the devil so that he could win all these games he's never supposed to win. They're the luckiest team in the NFL. They've been outgained in every single game they've played this year. I cannot back a team like that on the road against, in my opinion, the number one defense in the NFL, even if it's a rookie quarterback, because let's be honest, Kenny Pickett, he's playing like a rookie quarterback. So give me DTR, give me the Brownies. Uh, you know, it's funny on the money line, you can only get minus 110. That's the best number right now on betting pros. So I don't know. I would have thought that would have been better at this stage of the game, but whatever. We'll take it. We'll run with it. You're getting the 0.5. Uh, and you're getting the, uh, at minus 110, you're getting them just on the money line at minus 110. So I wonder if there's a little wiggle room in the next 24 hours with those numbers and start to, uh, as money starts to come in on those games. All right, let's get to another one here. And Joe, this next one you're going to talk about, I'm in on too. It was in my top 10 bets of the week. And I can't wait to hear somebody else talk about it. Cause maybe you tell people don't believe me. Maybe they'll believe you. So let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cause I feel like they have a shot to cover this game. Yeah, plus 11 and a half. Remember this a rematch of last year where Tom Brady absolutely looked like garbage in, in terms of that ball right. they, they got absolutely abused. I think they were down 35 to nothing headed into the fourth quarter. So, again, I just like the way Tampa Bay bounced back in a big way against Tennessee last week. They confused uh, Will Levis last week, held him to six points. They took Derrick Henry and the rushing attack out, made them completely one-dimensional. They have weapons. And Baker Mayfield has shown uh, an ability to throw the football over the top. And with Evans and Godwin, they don't have to win the game. I think if it gets into the high 30s in this matchup, Tampa Bay is built to come from behind and maybe backdoor this number. I understand Purdy put up 296 last week, 
But I'm going to roll with Baker. Again, another team playing with house money. Todd Bowles, defensive-minded head coach, get it into the fourth quarter. Even if they're down like 17, the way Arizona was, you know, earlier in the year, Baker could bring them back just the way he did against Buffalo. So 11 and a half is way too much for me. Give me the bucks. I couldn't agree more. And two weeks ago, they hung in that shootout with the Houston Texans back and forth. So Baker Mayfield, for all of his flaws, has really found a way, I think, to re-energize this offense a little bit. He's still going to make mistakes. Make no mistake, Joe and I aren't going to say in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers upset here. It's not where we're going. But I think I'm right with you, Joe. I I could not agree more. I think that even in garbage time, this is very achievable. I think that number's just a little bit on the higher side. Erickson, let's head back to you for another pick here. Uh, What do you have at number four on your list for week 11 in the NFL? Going with the Vikings, plus two and a half against the Denver Broncos. You know, we all saw the Denver Broncos really give it to the Buffalo Bills, or should I say the Bills gifted the Denver Broncos yeah, well, a, nice, a nice victory well, on Monday yeah, and night. And they gifted me a lot of money because, you know what, on Monday night on our live stream, we always do the Monday-Thursday game uh, at 5 o'clock Eastern. Myself and Bogman are always live here. For those of you who don't know, who just listen, don't watch the live streams, Monday and Thursday, we are here doing Monday night football, Thursday night football. Bogman was on the Denver side. I was on the Denver money line. I pushed it all the way. I had the Cortland Sutton paired anytime touchdown with that money line. Erickson, Tuesday morning was a beautiful day. I just thought that was a very, it was a good mood. Come back from vacation. You win money on the Denver Broncos. But let's continue to talk about this group here because the Vikings are the hottest team in football right now. Yeah, and I think that's really headlined by the acquisition of Josh Dobbs at quarterback. But I think the thing that's being underrated is how good the defense has been for the Minnesota Vikings over the last five weeks. They've barely been a big reason why this team has ripped off five games in a row winning without Justin Jefferson, without Kirk Cousins for a lot of these games. Like, how does this team keep winning? Because they're playing defense. Eighth in DVOA overall, 11th in EPA per play allowed. Fourth fewest explosive plays allowed on defense. Look, Russell Wilson, they're winning games and they're playing better because he's a game manager. Like, he's not pushing the envelope in any way, shape, or form. Even though the Broncos' defense has been playing better, the team on offense has less than 200 passing yards in five straight games with Russell Wilson. So I don't understand, you know, I just can't see myself backing Denver as two and a half point favorites at home. When I think the Vikings defense is better than the Broncos defense. I think that the Josh Dobbs led offense is better than the Broncos. Russell Wilson led offense and against the blitz. That's what Wilson's going to face when he's going up against Brian Flores. 30th in PFF passing grade, 20th in yards per attempt, 24th in completion rate, 28th NFL passer rating. So Denver's feeling all high and mighty coming off a big win. I think the Vikings give it to him. Vikings, winners of six in a row. Let's go. Yeah, uh, I'm with you here on the Vikings. By the way, Joe, I just saw that number going up to 12 uh, points bet for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So for those of you, and this is why you have the line alerts over at Betting Pros. So you see when these things are happening, you set certain game notifications so you know where things are going. Uh, Erickson, uh, one more thing about the Minnesota Vikings too, just before it you know, should not be uh, left off here, I think. How much do you put into, you know, you've lost... Jefferson, right, for all these weeks. You lost Kirk Cousins. This team has really rallied around Dobbs, rallied around the coaching staff. They have really played their best football despite the circumstances seemingly getting worse and worse for them. Do you think that's going to carry over eventually into them challenging for this division here and maybe even winning that division? I don't think so. I still think the Lions are in that echelon tier. 
you know, I think they've really established themselves as one of the best teams in the NFC. Now the NFC is worse than the AFC, so it's not really necessarily saying much because whenever you see an NFC team face an AFC team, the AFC team usually takes them to the cleaners, except what we saw last week with Jacksonville and the 49ers. So I still think the Lions are, are that team, but look, this Vikings team has shown that it's dangerous. Like you don't want to face this team in the playoffs if they're on the road, if they're at home because they have so many moving pieces. It's like, what's Josh Jobs going to offer? Like, what is he going to do this week, especially as a mobile quarterback? That's just another layer of an offense that, you know, Kevin O'Connell's never really had with, you know, Kirk Cousins, a, a more statuesque quarterback. So they're kind of learning together and they're seeing like, wow, like what can we make this offense now that we get Jefferson back to in the upcoming weeks? Yeah, the Vikings are a team that you know, they could be make some noise in the playoffs if they don't come away with the division. All right, one more pick for each of the boys here. Let's get after it here. Joe Lisi, back to you. Give me your final pick that you're in on for week 11. Yeah, I'm going with a total over the 40 and a half, Jacksonville and Tennessee. Again, this is, comes down to Jacksonville and Tennessee, both disappointing offensive performances. They get shut out basically at home against San Francisco. The Jaguars, Peterson's come out and said they need to attack a little bit more vertically. Rushing attack was non-existent. And we know that the weakness of Tennessee is in terms of the secondary, giving up well over 240 passing yards to opposing offenses. The ability now with Will Levis to potentially develop they're not just going to go into this ball, ball game, I believe, running the football with the rushing attack of Tajay Spears and Derrick Henry. They need to see if they have a franchise quarterback with Will Levis. So it's points are plenty, guys. 40 and a half to me is light. I think this game gets potentially into the high 40s, early 50s. All right. There we go. So we'll see if Will Levis can uh, do his part this week after a very miserable week last week. All right, Larrickson, let's wrap things up here with you. You got one more pick for week 11. What is it? Well, Joe brought in some double-digit dogs. Road dogs, by the way. I I'm going with the home dog. The home double-digit dog. Carolina Panthers plus 10.5. You are the, the Panthers Cowboys. whisperer, Erickson. I have to say, like on this show this year, you <laughs> called the one victory they had. You called it, and you were out there in front of it. I gave you all the credit in the world when we came back. Uh, I wasn't buying it. So now everybody better pay attention to listen, because when Erickson speaks about the Panthers, he's typically right. So what do you have for the people here? All right, so when you look at Dallas, you know, they have covered the spread as favorites seven of their last eight games. The one game they didn't cover was on the road as double-digit favorites against the Arizona Cardinals. Like, Dallas has been rolling. They're now viewed as, like, oh, they're going to be a Super Bowl team, Dak for MVP, let's get CeeDee Lamb, Offensive Player of the Year. They're rolling, and then obviously Carolina's coming off a Thursday night game where they couldn't move the ball on offense. Um, but they have extra time. You know, when we talked about Carolina, when they beat the Texans and their only win the season, they came off extra time. They were off their bye week. So they're also coming off a Thursday night game. So they have extra time to get ready for this matchup. They are two and two against the spread at home. Dallas is two and three against the spread on the road. Dallas, a lot of their numbers are inflated by them just destroying teams at home, but they have not been nearly as good or effective playing on the road away from Dallas. So for me, I've, it's a principle for betting for me. It's like double digits at home. I take the home dog at home because I just see this is where the value is with the Carolina Panthers. Nobody wants to back them here. Everyone wants to back Dallas, but that's the principle of the betting for me. I'm taking a double digit home dog. And I think that there's enough reasons to back Carolina when Dallas has shown kind of some errors in their armor a little bit when it comes to them playing on the road. Like they don't play nearly as well on the road as they do at home. And Carolina has played much better at home than on the road this season. So Carolina is also getting back Brian Burns. After he missed last week, CJ Henderson's coming back. JC Horn might come back. And the Horn defense would for the be a Panthers. Big return. That would the be the Panthers a big return for that. defense 
ranks fourth best in terms of fewest explosive plays allowed through the passing game. What has Dallas done this last month that's make them destroy their opponents has been all big passing plays. If the Panthers can slow them down in those big passing plays, I think they keep this game within 10 and a half points. So I like Carolina at home. I don't like to question the Panther whisperer, but I do want to ask this question. I know a lot of that data about the Cowboys you threw out there was before the bye. Since they've come out of that bye and since Dak Prescott has really aired thing out, do you think that this offense that's now taken that aerial attack to a new level and CeeDee Lamb is doing what he's doing and Dak's doing what he's doing, do you think that that data matters as much currently to what you've seen out of the Cowboys the last few weeks, just out of curiosity? Well, I mean, I think it's baked into the line. I mean, that's why they're 10 and a half point favorites because their offenses looked unstoppable against the Giants, the Eagles, the Chargers, bad, 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 bad defenses. Like they face really bad defenses. So Carolina's defense is not that bad. I got to mention how they've been good at limiting explosive plays on offense. And the last thing I'll say when it comes to Carolina's offense, which obviously has struggled mightily, uh, Bryce Young has very stark splits between man and zone coverage. He's been God awful against zone coverage, but man coverage. He's been much better. Dallas runs man coverage at the second highest rate in the NFL. So I like Bryce Young a little bit more in this matchup because of the Dallas man heavy scheme. All right, Erickson, a lot of good data there. Uh, Joe Lisi, before I let you go, rematch of the Super Bowl on Monday night. I'm on the Eagles side. Just out of curiosity, where are you? I lean to the Eagles as well. A little bit yeah. better defense, I believe, in terms of the front seven. And I, I love the rushing attack with DeAndre Swift and even the healthy Jalen Hurts. I think they get it done over Kansas City. And you know what? We brought this up on our show as well. Carver, my, my partner, brought it up. You know, Kansas City's offense sputtering without Eric Bieniemy, right? And Washington putting up numbers as well. That's something to consider a big picture for the Kansas City Chiefs in terms of a playoff run. Well, to me, Joe, as soon as I saw that line of three, which is basically, you know, they're not saying that the Kansas City Chiefs at home are markedly better. That was saying a lot to me that I might as well just go straight for the money line and straight for the value. Erickson, before I let you go for the day, let you go do the rest of your, your, your job for the day. Any feelings on this game? I know it's kind of a bonus action, but it's a big one. We don't usually get a Monday night game this good. Usually the last couple weeks, I got to watch the Jets or the freaking Giants on one of these primetime games, and I'm losing my mind. I can't wait for the flex schedule to kick in, but this one, this one's must-see television. I kind of like the over because I just think the number's really low. Like, is that 45, 45 and a half, half. which yep, is, yeah. I think, kind of the line's finally considering, oh, wow, like the Chiefs offense isn't scoring this many points. Because every every time you open the book with the Chiefs game, you're expecting, oh, it's going to be 48, 47, 49, 50. Um, especially against the Eagles, you figure, okay, like it'll be 48 and a half, 49. It's like 45 and a half. You're like, okay, like Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, 45 and a half. I'll take the over. I want to have fun on Monday night, okay? So I'm taking the over. Erickson's having fun. Joe's having fun. I'm having fun. Hopefully you're having fun joining us every single day. We'll be back again tomorrow. Don't forget for the prop show. And of course, make sure you join us every Monday and Thursday night live as well as Sunday too, helping you make the right picks. And don't forget to drop your comments below, subscribe to the channel and ring that bell to let goes ding. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Joe and Andrew. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the betting pros podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash bettingpros.